This is Terrio Media. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah, what's up? Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, the place where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. And all you got to do is you just got to do one thing one time. Shift your focus from making piles of money to making streams of money. Do that and you are on your way to financial freedom. It's not the most exciting path, though. I promise you that it is boring, but it is the fastest path. And, and then once you get there, life then becomes exciting. And would you rather enjoy that exciting life right now? Or wait till you're, I don't know, 62, 65, like the traditional conventional wisdom would have you do it, right? So that's when life becomes exciting. And I'd rather have an exciting life right now because that, after all, that's when life is happening, right? Cool. So uh, speaking of exciting, it's never a dull moment when we get to talk to our guest today. He's back for, I believe, maybe it's his third, it might be his fourth appearance on the show. And he's become a little bit of a myth. People hardly believe he is real. He's my most successful student, and he does very well for himself. And indeed, he is real. So I've brought him back to prove it to you, to uh, share his pillars of wisdom and how his businesses have evolved and how he's developed and what his business looks like today. And we're going to get to him in just a moment. Before we talk to him, I, I want to share with you why I think he is so successful. So you can uh, do what he does in the manner that he does it and get similar results for yourself in your own market and create that for yourself in your own world, in your own real estate investing business. So I'm going to ask him his opinion when I hop on the phone. But the reason he's been so successful, experiencing consistently six-figure months for a while now, is that he never, when we got started, he never really asked why. When, when we first started coaching, he never asked, you know, why do we do that? Why do we do this? Why do we do that? What happens then? What happens then? Like the, the hypothetical scenario syndrome, he did not have that. He didn't overthink things either. He was all about just-in-time learning as opposed to how most people go about life with just-in-case learning. Everyone wants to know everything just-in-case it happens. No, he's just like, just let's go forward. And, I, and what I did is I, I gave him this simple report called the Daily Success Report. And what it is, or what it does, actually, it, is it gamifies your most important activities. It assigns a point value to those money-making activities. To each activity, gives them a point value. And the number of points correlate to the importance of that task. And I gave him his daily success report to use when he was just beginning, as I give every student of mine. But what was different is he didn't snub his nose at it. He embraced it. Most clients, they might use it for a little while. But the novelty of tracking your activities and keeping points on a daily basis, that eventually wears off. It can be a little tedious and, and they eventually just, they stop using it if they ever really started using it at all. But I just gave him an assignment, I said, go get 100 points a day and you're going to crush this business. And he's like, okay. And he started using it. And within, I believe, less than 45 days, I think he had a small little deal inside of 30 days for like four or 5,000 bucks. But inside of 45 days, he cashed a $27,000 check. It's all because of that daily success report because each day he was absolutely focused on what he was supposed to be focused on. And, and I believe, I believe he still uses it to this day, more than two years after introducing it to him. And to me, it's no surprise that he is my most successful student. 
I mean, he's, and he's averaging real estate profits of six figures a month. And the reason it's no surprise, because when I was first introduced to this tool, it was actually in a totally different business, totally different industry. It was actually a multi-level marketing company. It was probably, I don't know, nine, 10 years ago now. And my mentor shared this with me and we would meet as a group. There was like, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15 of us in a group and we met every Monday morning. And he gave us this daily success report to use each and every single week. And all we did was track our points. And then on that Monday morning meeting, we would report our points back to him. And then at the end, it would, everyone would write on the board how much money they made that week in their business. And without exception, there was never an exception. The person that had the most points tallied on their daily success report made the most money that week, every single time. That's why I'm not surprised that uh, Brad is the most successful student because he's still using it to this day. It, and it's the reason for where, where how I've built my whole business is when business got slow, I didn't even use it as good as Brad did. I used it in the beginning a lot. And then I kind of fell into a routine and I didn't really feel I needed it. But when business slowed down, you know what I did? I pulled that success report back out and I started tracking again. And I started tracking my points and business would come right back up. So I took that report from that multi-level marketing company and I just kind of altered the activities, changed the definition of the activities to match their real estate investing counterparts. And boom, we have the daily success report. So if you'd like to get a copy of this, the daily success report, you wanna get a copy of it for yourself, you may do so at dailysuccessreport.com, dailysuccessreport.com. It's a very low tech, very low tech, high reward tool. It's about as low tech as you can get. It's dailysuccessreport.com. So go ahead. Uh, I'm going to ask him why he thinks he's so successful, but I just wanted to, I, that's why I think he's so successful. And But I'll ask him for his opinion. You'll have both of our perspectives on what it takes to absolutely crush it in this business because he is crushing it. And we're going to bring him on to discuss that and many other things, I'm sure, right after this. You've got the knowledge. Now get the funding. It's simple. It's easy. Go to EpicFastFunding.com and get up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines for your real estate business. Use your funds for property purchases, renovation expenses, marketing, and promotion. Anything your business needs. Go to EpicFastFunding.com, fill out their 60-second application, and receive your funds in as little as seven days. EpicFastFunding.com. When you combine wisdom and leverage, magic happens. EpicFastFunding.com. So on the phone today, I am joined by Mr. Brad Donnelly. Brad, welcome back to Epic Real Estate Investing. Hi, thanks for having me. You bet. It's always a pleasure to have you back. Uh, it's been a while since we talked. I have a couple funny Brad Donnelly stories, though, since we've talked last. I was doing, Shoot away. Yeah, I've been holding some online training sessions for the Epic community. And, you know, Lisa, my assistant coach, she attends all the, the those training sessions with me. And she said... After a few of them, she goes, you know, you should just take Brad Donnelly's story out. Just take his testimonial out. It's just too big and unbelievable. <laughs> she goes, I think you're alienating people when you show Brad's success. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I get a lot of, um, I actually get a lot of emails, mainly through LinkedIn, about the Academy and stuff. People asking me, are you a real person? <laughs> no, I, I just make up everything for the pictures of my kids. It's right. on Facebook. It's, it's all Raj. Yeah, it's uh, no. Huh? It's, it's hilarious. I'm real. I just did a, I just did another training session with uh, Joe McCall and his crew. And 
he as he was introducing me, he was like, you know, Matt's just unbelievable. And and one of the greatest things is like he's created like my biggest competition. If not, he's totally passed me up in my own market. Talking about you, Brad Donnelly. Yeah, Joe is a where yeah, Joe always brings that up right when we walk. I walk into the uh, the mastermind course we, first Friday of the month. Uh-huh. He goes, oh, my gosh, he's here. <laughs> Are you typing on your, your keyboard while you're doing that? Because it's really loud. No, my damn Google voice is ringing. I'm sorry, dude. Let me. Anyway, um, you're out there crushing it, dude. You are a real person. Your your story is real. Your numbers are real. And you make me look really good. Um, so just congratulations on, on how far you've come in, in your progress, dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And I have my it's, own. Uh, go, I, just real quick. I have my own idea as to, to why you are successful. And I've shared that many, many times. But what do you think has made you successful? What make what do you why do you think you've been a, a standout story? What what do you notice other that you do that other people don't? What makes you different? Well, first and foremost, it's um, not I, I never asked why a lot. I just did it. I didn't know why I was doing it. I just that's how I've always been. Um, so that's you know your first and foremost quick question. Like I tell people, quit questioning so much. Don't cross the bridge until you need to cross the bridge. I hate hypotheticals. Um, I ask people every day, don't tell me what if something happens. Let's just, you know, plan to do things accordingly. And if things happen, we adjust, we react. And then marketing, man. I've always believed in that um, if marketing is the most important. Um, I mean, marketing, 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 mm-hmm. and uh, more marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, got it. Uh, what types of, of marketing are you doing? So we do. We currently have a pay-per-click Google pay-per-click campaign. Um, we send between twenty and thirty thousand pieces of direct mail a month. Um, I've always been a big fan of networking, um, going to uh, meetup groups. Um, in the beginning, are really important, um, and and then retaining and nurturing those relationships. Um, we do a lot of, um, um, follow up, follow up with agents, people that we've made offers on and just go, go deeper into, go deeper into your marketing channels. So if you, if you've got an agent that you've created a relationship, follow up with that agent, um, Mm -hmm. more than once, once a week, once a month or twice a month. Mm-hmm. Um, we just do a lot of it. It's on steroids. And, um, you know, I had a friend that, that actually does my direct mail. He just, he goes, man, I mean, are you going to load any mail this week? And I was like, dude, I just loaded 14,000 pieces of mail in the last eight days. I don't have anybody to mail to. He goes, you need another market. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do another market. I'd rather just go into commercial and stay in my market. So we're... Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to do more of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't start out that way. So, so how did it kind of get walk us through the the build up and what you started to delegate first and what you started what you started to scale first? How did it grow? So I started I started mailing um, two hundred and fifty letters myself every week. I hand wrote it myself. 
You know, I, I have young kids, so I was waking up at four or five in the morning, writing them and then sending them out. Um, we did coaching um, for three months. That that really catapulted my business more of like how to like um, not so much like anybody can sit down and write mail um, and send it out. I mean, it went, now when you have a deal, how do you get an escrow? Because handling a lot of things inside of escrow can take up 90% of your time because you don't know how to, you've, you're, you're more of becoming reactionary with the seller. So that helped me. Um, and then as far as outsourcing, I, I immediately outsourced the direct mail. Mm-hmm. I, I hired an assistant to answer the phone. So outsourcing the direct mails, I answered a lot of the phone calls between probably up to my sixth month in the business. You want to keep answering the phone up to about 200 phone calls, I tell people, mm-hmm. because if you don't answer the phone yourself or take all the calls, one, you're not going to get to know the areas that you need to be in and the types of people that you're going to be talking to. And secondly, you're not going to be able to train someone your style because that's when you bring on another person, you want them to, to compliment what you don't do. Are you, do you want to, do you want them to do well, what you don't do well? That's why you outsource. Right. Um, and so I still, my phone lady, I had a meeting with her for an hour where we went over last week's lead and I, I gave her like pivot points. Like when a person says, you know, that they're not ready for an offer, you know, we don't just, say well this is our offer because we might piss like make them mad and we mm-hmm. don't want to we don't want to make them mad that's that's one of the things that we don't we just try to just chain them along like eventually they'll come around and so so the mail the then the outsourcing the assistant um we we have a we have an escrow company that um we switched to recently that handles all, all of our seller the buyer phone calls. So I fill out a seller information sheet and anytime the seller has questions, they don't call me anymore. They don't call the office. They call everything inside of the, all the the title company. So I don't, so that was good for me because I found that title company that I didn't have to hire a, they call it contract start to contract to close internal Mm -hmm. person. I outsourced that. So I didn't have to bring that onto payroll. Got it. So, so your title company, they handle the seller's calls? Correct. Like I pay premium and that was my new – and it's only like $180. This is this month. is after they're in contract and after you're in escrow, right? Correct. Oh, so if they have the questions about the transaction – okay, got it, got it. I thought that we were that was still a little bit – my mind was still a little bit in the marketing side of the things. I was like, wow, you got escrow asking your marketing calls. <laughs> okay, I get it now. No, yeah. they. So we, we do – like between seller and the office, I only go out – I don't handle – I currently now I only go out if I'm buying the house. Mm-hmm. Um, my my close ratio is so good is because we're our inside sales are so good. Um, that's why I mean we. So you mean the people that field the phone calls, the initial phone calls, they're really good and setting you up for your appointment. So when you actually go out, you're, you're set up to win. Correct, and I suggest I I I. I use a VA overseas. I don't, I don't, if you find a good VA, I like people or in the Midwest. So I like Midwest accents. Mm-hmm. Um, and real estate is local. And so our accents are local. And I just, I've had, I like to find 
someone that's local and maybe they know the area or can know of the area and I found that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she fields all the calls. She fills out my podio. Um, she is doing some contract work, but most of the time I'm meeting the person at the house to sign the contract. So there's very limited contract work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She follows up. Um, you know, as I think about it, I don't do that much. Yeah, I'm trying to gather that. I mean, you're using the highest and best use of your time is in front of a seller and negotiating that contract. And then, so you've built this, basically outsourced all of the activities you used to do, just one at a time, I guess, uh, for someone else to do. So you could do really what's your best at, I think that's really where you excel. What are some of the things that uh, your inside sales team do you have like a, a, a protocol to set you up right? Like to, to set you up to win once you actually get there? Is there any key points you try to hit on with the seller before you actually meet with them? Yeah. So we only go, if there are, so if they're asking, I'll tell you when we go out to set an appointment, because that's a lot of people's questions. They ask me, well, how do I know if a person's serious? Um, mm-hmm. This is how I tell my, my lady. I was like, so there's two types of motivation in this business. There is the financial distress, meaning that the person's going into foreclosure or they have lost a job. And then there's there's property distress, meaning that the roof just blew off. I mean, maybe they, they got hit, their tenant moved out and they trashed the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, and there's a third one, life distress. Maybe they're moving into a nursing home. But I, I put that, I think that's just a win-win there. So, right. Um, if, and if, they're, if they, over the phone, we make a soft pass, 80% of ARV. Mm-hmm. So they take the after repair value. We multiply, we give him a soft pass. He's going to be less than 80% of that. And she factors in all that. I'll go out on that appointment because I know I can talk them down 20 to 30% of ARV, ARV with mm-hmm. my negotiating skills. Right. So when we set that up, we, we prep that for, um, we pay closing. We don't, um, we handle all of the paperwork we handle, they can move out of their house. Um, and they're in, and albeit they're responding to a marketing piece that we have sent out that already is saying that. And they're mm-hmm. either calling us basically off the marketing piece, or they're going to a, a website that we have that has a YouTube video of me explaining all this to them. Mm-hmm. And I can, you can track all that via your, your analytics and your YouTube views. Right. And the only way that person's getting to that YouTube page is if I give them that, that website that's on the letter. Right. Um, and so they're, they're basically prepped. If they're calling, they're usually ready to go unless they're just mad, take off the list. Got um, it. So you have, a, you have at least a, a piece or two that builds some sort of relationship or trust, even if it's virtually like via the, the YouTube piece and the marketing piece. And then when your inside salesperson is talking to them, what they're doing is they're making it sound like this is going to be really easy. We're going to take care of everything for you. We'll take care of all the additional expenses. You won't have to pay closing costs. We'll take care of all of that. So you're making it really easy for them to say yes to an appointment. Chris, there's no reason. There's really no reason not to. Like like my inside sales lady's Barb, and she goes, why would they not do an appointment? Like, when I was explaining to this in the beginning, like four uh-huh. or six months ago, she goes, why wouldn't anybody just have you come out? I go, I know, right? Oh, my God. That You know how golden that is for that belief system to already be installed in your inside salesperson? 
correct. Because that comes right through over the phone. How would you? Why would you not take an appointment with Brad? Right? right. Like even if she doesn't say those words, that's coming through. If that's already her belief system, so that's gold, and that takes time to to build to somebody. So many, you know, that takes time to train. But if she's got that naturally, that's that's a gold. That's a home run. Where did you find her? Um, she, um, she worked for me in the past, um, and I just have nurtured the relationship, a family friend, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, you, that's how I found her. Um, I did find a second lady mm-hmm. that unfortunately had to, um, stop working because she had another kid. I found that on hiremymom.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, Joe McCall talks about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's like a hidden gem. I mean, um, because they're, they're just, that's what they are. They're moms. Right. And moms right. usually have a lot of patience. I know my mom does. So my <laughs> well, wife she, does. So. She has, they, they both do with, uh, you're in their life, right? Yeah. And they got, a, right. I got a son that's just like me. <laughs> they're loving that. Awesome. So hire my mom.com. You're not the first person I've heard mention that is a good place to find, um, a virtual assistant type person to work on your team. Uh, okay, cool. So one thing you had said up front was when I asked you to explain to me like the growth of your business and, you know, you started out, um, doing the 250 letters and then you started coaching pretty shortly after that. And you said, that's when it really all changed for you. How, how did it change for you? Outsourcing. I just, one is, it was a, I'm sorry, can you back up a little bit? Sure. No, you, you'd said, um, I was asking you like, kind of take me from the beginning when we were just getting started to where. You event, what were the first things that were happening when you started to scale up to the point where you are right now? And you'd said, well, I started by waking up, sending 250, 250 letters out every week, and you're handwriting those yourself. And then you said a few months later, I think you said a few months later, you started coaching, and then you said that's when it really all changed. Yeah, you. when I started coaching with you, that's that's really what Oh, it, coaching with me, okay, yeah. I thought you were. I, the reason I was going there was because there's something really golden there as well, is one of the best ways to learn something is to go and teach it immediately after you learned it. And I know you started your own like meetup group and you started, you know, holding court and, and creating a community in St. Louis around other real estate investors. Right. So yeah. How, how did that, how has that impact? Cause I think you're still doing that now, right? Right. Our meetup is plan, prepare and invest meetup, uh-huh. uh, meetup.com plan, prepare and invest. I started the meetup with uh, I wanted to create an army of um, property locators, bird dogs. Um, so we would meet once a month, and I'd basically give them levels of marketing, how to find properties, and just keep them motivated in an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that that people just need to be told how to do it, what to do it, when to do it, and encouraged. Mm-hmm. And so I. I started a group to do that, mm-hmm. and that that stemmed into people asking, "Man, would would you like to would you like to coach me?" Um, you know, and I was like, "Ah, uh, you know, I don't know." Um, and then it just the the ask the questions and questions of, "Will you coach me?" just started to being so um, prevalent. Much, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's just like, well, maybe I just make some more money and start a second business with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, Barb goes, I know, why don't you? <laughs> and so I just started like, I created a Dropbox of everything I do in a, on a weekly basis. You know, I just created a journal 
and I uh-huh. built the journal. That journal I used to build the coaching course. I did steal your contracts. I did steal your assignment stuff. That mm-hmm. and your daily success sheet are golden. Um, mm-hmm. And I put that in a Dropbox with my all that material with my own kind of my own personality and my sure. attitude that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I built that course, and I I coach. I'm very picky with who I coach. I, um, you have to have a thousand dollars a month to spend on marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because if you don't have it, you're, it's, it's just hard. I mean, it's really hard. It's not dip, it, it was really hard for me to make money, a lot of money when I, when I was only spending $250 mm-hmm. on marketing, when I went from like the two to 3000, you really catapult your business into, cause you can, it's consistency. Right. And so. I tell people I'm not, I'm a coach, not an instructor. I think I got that from you. It's like, I, I can instruct, here's a, here's, here's the material. I have very limited material because I set up their podio. I set up their marketing. I was like, this is exactly what you do. Now let the calls come in and I'll coach you while you're playing. I mean, we're in the field now. Let's coach what, what happens when this happens, what happens when this happens, what you get in the escrow, what this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I really, really push when I, when people, they hire me, it's like, well, I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and that, that's, that's because I'm doing the business also. And so um, that's what I push when I coach people. How has, how has teaching changed your, your personal business? It slows, it slows my business down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning I, I know for one right now, I know how fast people move compared to me Mm -hmm. and sometimes I was moving so fast I was making irrational decisions Mm -hmm. and coaching has allowed me to realize Brad people don't move as fast as you you sometimes move three to four times as fast as people so Mm -hmm. why don't you slow down look at the numbers a couple more times Mm -hmm. and make more thorough offers and make less of offers Mm -hmm. and and coaching also allows me to experiment um, I do do a little experimenting through my my students with them with their their knowledge, and I say, I am not I have not done this marketing piece. I have a buddy that owns a mail house that is sending this mail piece. Do you mind if we send this mail piece for you and see how the returns are? Um, a zip letter, for example, is one, mm-hmm. and so um, it allows me and to experiment with them. And two, I just get to see more deals, more situations, and. Um, Right, and that I mean, that is really, really what I like. And the, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't tell. I'm not gonna hide it. I do like to make money doing. Basically, they they fit in a service cycle. I mean, I do this every day, and I I don't mind talking to people, you know, whenever right. they want and helping them out because right. that's. Um, it's not yeah, a, I, I think. Uh... I mean, you, you're, you're discovering what I discovered a few years ago, and, and this last year was a, made a huge impact. Um, I, I started coaching because I wanted to create an additional stream of income based off the knowledge that I had in my head. I, the, that knowledge was being applied to my own personal real estate business. And I was like, okay, let me apply that knowledge to other people's real estate business, and there will be an exchange there, and you know, I'll have two streams of income doing that. What I found was, just kind of what you're finding is, you get different perspectives on your business. You learn different things. You, you, as you're coaching somebody else through the basics, you realize that, oh, I've, 
I'm not doing that anymore. And then you, so it keeps you on track, keeps you on point in your business, keeps you really sharp. And it also gives you different angles of looking at things. This, this last year I had, I think 41, 42 one-on-one coaching clients. And this is the biggest group I'd ever managed. I would never, ever do that again. But at the end of the year, I was like, wow, I am so much smarter and better. And just kind of like what, what you would, um, and the reason being smarter and better is I was living vicariously through these 41 different journeys that I was, that I was managing. And, you know, one thing that you, you, um, what you, you said, uh, I just lost my train of thought. You still there? I did something. Yeah. Fun. Okay, cool. I heard them. It might go weird. Um, but, uh, oh, would you were saying that, wow, I have to slow down because people don't move as fast as I do very similar experience. I was like, for, for so many years, I taught what worked for me, right? And you, you're teaching what works for you. But once you start, you know, you're responsible for someone else's career and someone else's results, and you're taking responsibility for that and taking control of that, you know, you start to learn, wow, okay, so what I do, that might not work for them. Because they're a different person, they're, they're a different personality, they're a different background, different experience, they're a different place in their journey. And so what this last year did for me was it, it, it revised my whole coaching system to a system that works for everybody, one that's much more universally applicable. And that's why I just revamped the whole Epic Pro Academy. So we're on the third version of that. But uh, that's kind of a, a, a tangent there. But just to say, the whole point there is, and there's a, a, my, one of my greatest mentors, he, he had taught me that. Once you learn, if you really want to learn how to do something, go teach it to someone else as soon as you learn it. And I think you can even elevate that even more through coaching. So a long-term type of teaching is only going to make you better and stronger as well. So that that sounds like the experience you had. And that's why I wanted to go back and touch on that because I don't know if that's ever ever been touched on. And the, and the parallel is true with like inside when you get in your own investing business because not every seller is the same. I mean, mm-hmm. you can you can have a like a, a seller questionnaire or a, a script to go by. And, um, you know, I have a very loose script that I give to people because, um, you know, every, every question, every seller is differently, just like every student is different. And you learn from every, every call. That's why 200 calls is so important. Every call you take in, you're going to keep learning and learning how to deal with people. Right. And how to answer questions, how to frame questions. We don't need. To, we don't. I don't think we have time to get into framing. Mm-hmm. And um, how to slow down your voice. I'm big on that. Mirroring, slow, right? Yeah, I slow down my voice. People think there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And it's um, and it's just, it's just, it's just. I do it with my mom all the time. It's just, it's just to slow the seller down. It's to slow the entire situation down. Um, and you know about the every student is not the same just like you mentioned because everybody's life is differently i mean you have you probably have students that are 23 that have no kids no job not a lot of money but they have all the time in the world mm-hmm. but then you have people that are 50 60s they got a lot of money but they don't like what they're doing but they don't have any time mm-hmm. and so how do you develop a marketing plan so they can get to the end result um, the same result success mm-hmm but formulate it so it fits their lifestyle. Right. And you only do that by one, being in the business and also two, coaching other people just like yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why I, 
I, I just, I just have to talk with people. That's why I'm so picky because I want people to succeed, succeed, and um, you know, it's, and if someone wants to wholesale, but they don't, um, they don't like people, but and they're really handy, you know, maybe you should rehab mm-hmm. and meet with a lot of wholesalers that can bring you deals. Mm-hmm. And so it's just talking like that because this business, I mean, wholesaling is what I specialize in. And it's, I mean, you're on the phone a lot. You're on the phone a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, um, oh. you know, that's something we talk about. So I like the idea of the, the 200 calls. It's kind of like the, the uh, what's his name? Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. You know, those 200 calls, you're going to learn stuff from those 200 calls that you cannot learn in any other way other than taking on those repetitions. And they're not calls like just take me off the list. They're calls where you're engaging someone for like right. two minutes or more. I mean, when we started out, for example, the listeners, we started out our average deal call. So when we got a deal, our call, we tracked it because mm-hmm. on Vumber and Google Voice, you can track and Skype. Like I can see how long we've been talking on Skype. Mm-hmm. We were averaging 11 minutes and I wrote this down to talk about this. We we're averaging 11 minutes and 47 seconds per call per deal. Mm-hmm. Now we're only averaging two minutes and forty-seven seconds. That's how business it is in focus. We just mm-hmm. we just keep people. It's like there's like the lane to drive in. We just keep people inside this lane of the questions. Right. They can sway back and forth inside that lane, but they don't go out of the lane because we don't allow them by dictating the questions that we ask. Right. And um, and, you know that's something that we. like. That's more of like my fifth or sixth week of the coaching when people are really now starting to. Ant- take calls mm-hmm. and their marketing is in the field and fielding calls. Right. Um, right. Yeah. The, the people skills are, are key. It's everything, man. I mean, yeah, I, I say it, I don't know, at least once a month on the show, it's a people business. And, uh, if you, if you're not going to be able to deal with people, then this probably isn't your business. I really, I mean, fundamentally, I don't like people. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised tonight. actually. I go home tonight. I'll watch CBS News on my phone. Hang out with my kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, watch all these debate garbage that I get caught up into. All the drama and the, the, uh, the soap opera. My wife calls it. It's like this politics soap opera that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'll turn my phone off just because I, I just right, right. Know. Well, you don't have to like them. You just have to be able to deal with them. Correct. I mean, yeah. that's exactly. I mean, once you realize that about yourself, if you can deal with people, you'll be. I mean, super. Okay, cool. So you've got a bunch of different lines in the water, so to speak, with regard to your marketing. Uh, What are you finding the the most fruitful these days? Fruitful deal deal size is direct mail. Niche list. Like we got a couple niche lists that I'm not going to talk about or I don't want to give. But we have a couple niche lists, small lists that, um, I mean, we're doing twenty-five dollars to $35,000 wholesale deals. Wow, nice. In St. Louis, it's tough because our, you know, we're not like the West Coast where we have half a million to a million dollar houses. Mm-hmm. Um, we're target your list down really, really small, and then secondly, it's um, word of mouth is always direct mail. Word of mouth um, is good. I don't suggest you know people listening to this to get into pay per click right away. It can yeah. get out of hand really fast. Yeah, you can go broke like immediately if oh. you don't know what you're doing. I spent seventy five dollars on what? 
So one click. Yeah. <laughs> that's one click is seventy five bucks, and that's a cheap market. That's St. Louis. You come to L.A., that's going to cost you two, three hundred bucks a click. So I walk. Funny Joe McCall story. I walk into the mastermind on like first part of March, um, and he goes, "Yeah, I saw your um, splash page. It's pretty. Good. Your landing page is pretty good." I clicked on it. I was like, "What? What phrase was it?" We buy a house in St. Louis. I was like, Joe, you cost me $26 for that clip. <laughs> I mean, it's 26 bucks in St. Louis, but we buy a house in St. Louis. Right, right. It's, yeah, you will get a certain percentage of just your competitors want to check out what you got. And if they're running campaigns as well, they know what they're doing by clicking it. So, yeah, you want to make sure you have the, the back end in place before you, you put out that type of expense. And then, I mean, I... Pay-per-click is something that – and you don't want to manage your own pay-per-click. Hire a management service. I have a management service, a guy that I can give you. Mm -hmm. um, email file agents are becoming huge because right now with markets all around the country, agents are sending a lot of direct mail. They're sending a lot of direct mail too. Really? And yeah, network with agents. I mean um, there's lists out there that you can – MLS, if anybody has MLS, they can find all the agents' phone numbers. Mm -hmm. But there's, you can buy lists from uh, websites that you can download all the agents' informations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, and you know what else the, 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 where agents are really coming into play right now is with buyers because inventory na nationally for that consumer buyer is so low. So they're looking for those off-market deals so they can beat other agents with their buyers to the deal for sure. Um and even put stuff on the MLS. I mean, I put a property in St. Charles here, and, and two weeks ago on the MLS, I had it wholesaled out, you know, at sixty-six. I put it on the MLS at seventy-five, and I got an offer at seventy-nine thousand. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. and I people were trying to beat me down on sixty-six, and this person's closing in three weeks. Right, um, right. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's just how the inventory is right now. That's it. the market is conducive to that type of strategy really being effective. Cool. So, um, what what is what is your your business looking like these days? How many deals a month? What's your volume? Oh, uh, I'm looking at my board. January we bought bought and sold six. February we bought and sold nine. Um, March we bought and sold. Is that a nine or an eight? It's a nine. We got one under contract today. Well, mm -hmm. we bought and sold six, but we have we have eleven in escrow to buy or sell. Sweet. Um, we're trying to do 70. Um, we wanted two. We were supposed to start rehabs, mm -hmm. but we had people just call us up and say, hey, you know, what would it take to buy the house? And we're like, this is what it'll take. And they bought it. Um, nice. So what, what would you say your your average profit per deal or is it way all over the place? I, I would... I, there's people in St. Louis that I know are going to be listening to us. I would rather not say. I mean, okay, it's above five, below twenty thousand. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, let's do probably twelve thousand, probably. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, twelve awesome. to thirteen. It's that's awesome. More closer to fifteen, but I don't. But I, we won't. That's all right, dude. We, we won't tell nobody. No one's listening. And nobody's listening. No. Uh. Uh. Cool. So uh, I was on your podcast. I don't know a few months ago. Is that still up and running? You doing with that, Mike? With Mike? Yeah, we doing it. We're trying to put out a um, plan, prepare, and invest. That's our podcast name. It's um, we're doing it. Trying to put out once a week. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard. I mean, I don't. You, you have a tremendous amount of good business set up. I mean, just 
to I don't do computer good. Uh-huh. So I can tell by all the, the static coming over the phone and <laughs> yeah, your system is working over there. I know. <laughs> With all the clicks and pops. I don't know what you are you you sure you're not on the keyboard? I'm drinking water a lot because I'm nervous. Okay. So I actually turned my I turned my computer off. Um, it actually sounds like someone's clapping on the, or tapping on the keyboard. You can't hear that. I cannot. Oh, well, I wonder if it'll come out on the recording. Maybe it's just on my side. I'm recording also, so I'll send you my recording. Oh, super. All right. Um, let's see what else. Um, so you got the podcast. Yeah, it's a lot of work, isn't it? It's a lot of work. Just you know, we've we've been just to set up a website. We've had people. We've had. We don't even have a website. We set up planpreparinvest.com. It's finally set up. Um, we, you know, our our goal is to make money off of it the first year, just to break even, make a little bit of profit. Um, uh-huh. You know. So, I, so what are your your revenue streams from the the website then? So we are going to. We're basically going to do cluster coaching. So do like uh, boot camps and coaching, one on one coaching or cluster coaching. Uh-huh. That we're gonna do. That's our primary revenue stream with it. Okay. Um, other than that, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I need to. I need to really, like I like I said, slow down. I have a plan in my head, but put it down and execute because I love the the actual being in the business. But I love help. I mean, I love I love coaching people. So. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Super. Yeah, so um, so it's that, plan pair plan prepare invest or plan prepare and invest. I think it's plan. Let me look it up. <laughs> In typical Brad Donnelly fashion, let me f- remind myself what my domain name is called. <laughs> uh, Mike, are we plan prepare invest? Okay, we'll get it in the show notes. We'll get it correct. Um, anyway, so. Awesome, yeah, PlanPrepareInvest.com. Plan, prepare, invest. Correct. Fantastic. You just look up. You can go to my web, my Facebook page, Brad Donnelly, because that's how I usually. Whenever I'm on Matt's podcast, I usually get 35 to 40 Facebook friends invites. Yeah, and they just want to come over and poke you to see if you are real. I know. It's like right. this. It's like a dinosaur. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, gosh, is, is there anything else that, that we were supposed to discuss? I mean, it was just kind of. I had an agenda, but we totally went off of it. And here we are, you know, 37 minutes later. Um, anything else you want to touch on? Anything new and exciting you want to share with the people? No, no, not really. Right. Just check. Cool. Just work on your deal flow and your uh, uh, your negotiation skills. Because it, like, your that that tip you gave the other day, man, dude, that's what it's about. You t- you made that guy uh, Sean. Yeah, you mm-hmm. made Sean two grand. Actually. Is a lot more than that. He didn't post it because he doesn't want to jinx it. Nice. Yeah, he, he it actually went way up. But he's price war. Yeah, he's not even gonna he's not even gonna touch it, and he's not gonna share until it's closed. But yeah, yeah, the negotiations. So um, negotiations have come pretty naturally to me, but I did read a lot of stuff on it. Uh, what has been your experience in developing your negotiating skills? So on the buying side, on the buying side. The, I was in sales in my previous company, so I I personally didn't feel like I needed a lot of because I knew this is the price I needed to get it at. I'm going to I'm going to dig in. We call it dig in, where I'm not leaving until they kick me out. Mm-hmm. I'm not pushy. I'm not 
I'm going to out. I'm going to break them down. And as soon as they let their guard down, if they tell me that they want to go to France, I'm going to find that 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 button, and I'm going to keep pushing that they need the money to go to France, mm-hmm. whatever they want. On where I needed help, where I am when I when I am employing agents to help me with selling my deals. Mm-hmm. Um, you're usually this is why I tell people you're usually really strong at selling your deals, or you're really strong at buying deals. Um, mm-hmm. When you get to be both, you could become you could go from your you know your ten thousand dollars spreads to your seventeen to twenty thousand dollars spreads overnight as soon as you become good. So where I become good at is selling my deals. Is one is you don't need a large buyer's pool, but you need a diverse buyer pool, mm-hmm. um, and you need to push back on people. Like people want to buy a deal just as much as you want to sell them a deal. Mm-hmm. Like you want to get rid of the deal just as much as they want to buy the deal. And so, um, I negotiation. It's more of on selling deals. It's just like negotiating terms, being better. At like, well, yeah, any. They want to buy the property for fifty thousand dollars, but they need financing. They need to get a partner's approval, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a headache. So you you'll take a lesser offer of forty seven thousand, but they're just straight cash, and they can just close whenever you need to. Certainly, and easy. yeah. I mean, it's just Certainly. a. I mean, and when you're pumping so many, I mean, one or two deals a year is not a big thing. Fight for your extra three thousand, but when you're pumping nine to ten deals through. Mm-hmm. And you can get caught up into two to three grand when you might lose out on four to five deals because mm-hmm. um, you know you 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 learn very fast that if you you lose the little battle you're going to win the war um, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah well of- also just something to say for the fast nickel beats the slow dime it does right as long as you have a lot of a lot of nickels. To, to pick yeah. up so you need the deal flow to bring the nickels and just keep going for the nickels and, and keep the volume going because fighting and waiting for that that dime that can destroy your other opportunities and on selling a house too if you're in the car i i'm a big fan if you're in the if you're in the car and you take or you're in a bad mood and you're trying to sell something don't try to sell a house in a bad mood or when you're in distress like let's say you you just went about you just went in a cellar and it didn't go well mm-hmm. don't try to sell give yourself a cooling off period give you if you blast out a property in an email blast give yourself a 24-hour cooling off period to start fielding offers mm-hmm. um, you know you, you just on selling real estate just watch agents real estate agents really good real estate agents they know how to sell real estate I mean and they know they don't necessarily know how to buy and analyze real estate because you make your money on your buy, you get paid when you sell. Right. But they know how to, they know how to sell real estate. Oh well, yeah, that's when they get paid. It's on the yeah. it's on the sale side. Yep. So they, they get make... anything through that they need. They'll get it through that yep. they need to get through. They'll get the sale done. Exactly. Exactly. Incentives just in a different spot. That's all. I gotta run. It's been a pleasure. We'll do it again. All right. Have a good one. You bet. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Please stand by. We've got overhead to pay. We'll be right back. There are two steps to wealth. First, stop doing what poor people do. Second, start doing what what wealthy wealthy people people do. The wealthiest people work their strengths and hire their weaknesses. If only you had the time and resources to do it. 
Now you do. We're VAsforRealEstate.com, and we have some free information for you. Get the five-step shortcut to hiring a rock star virtual assistant that will make you millions. Go to VAsforRealEstate.com. Stop doing what poor people do and do what wealthy people do. VAsforRealEstate.com. It's always a pleasure to talk to Brad. To get a copy of the Daily Success Report, go to dailysuccessreport.com, rip it off, use it in your market, and get the same results. Alrighty, so I'll see you next week. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.